0: Broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut. It's the Hartford Yacht Goats Radio Show. Hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode. Whoa! What is that music? That's the L.A. Law theme. That means uh, when you hear that theme, you know who's who's uh, on the phone. Who's who's guesting on this episode? It's Eric, our friend Eric from Halifax, Nova Scotia. You there, Eric? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm
1: live via satellite or live via phone. Nice. All the way from Halifax.
0: How are things in Halifax?
1: Uh, pretty quiet. Pretty good. Things are very quiet up here. Uh, it's uh, it's almost too quiet. Like a sort of like a Twilight Zone episode is pretty quiet. So I guess it's. It's very quiet, like, I don't know, it's, it's pretty good, pretty good,
0: yeah. It's, it's quiet here in Hartford as well, it's it's probably quiet everywhere, I was, uh, I was feeling a little off, a little like, uh, you know, me- mentally uh, strained from from just kind of being in the house all the time, I don't know if you, if you felt the same way, but uh, yeah, it was, it's, uh,
1: yeah, I I, I'm open up. I'm pretty much. I pretty much open up all the windows. Like mm. I open up all the windows in the apartment, and uh, I let that cold breeze in, c- come in, and then I put on Tiger Woods Golf on the PlayStation. Oh yeah. And it just uh, a couple of games of golf, and I'm good. I'm good again. There I, you that go. soft breeze comes through, and and I'm good. I'm good. Huh.
0: I've been playing <laughs> that, my Dreamcast. That might, that might not
1: work for. That might not work for everybody, but it works <laughs> for me. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've been playing my Sega Dreamcast from like 2000. I have a new. It's like Jet Grind Radio and uh, Tony Hawk, so I like <laughs> rollerblading and, and skateboarding all, right. all over the place. Be all right. Yeah, it's fun. So, um, yeah, so the last time you were on the show, uh, we did a fun thing where we listened to Mark Jordan's Mannequin, and people seem to really like that, so what do you say we have have some fun again? Are you, are you ready for fun? I know I am.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you drinking anything?
1: Uh, I've got right now, i got an Olin Export. I just almost myself an Olin Export beer. i got one of these. I've got some yeah. craft beer Ooh. in the fridge, but for now I'm just drinking a regular Olin. I, I, I drink something more, more uh, Nova Scotian, the, yeah. of the Olin Export beer is pretty good.
0: I'm drinking a uh, local beer, a, a Hog River from Hartford, and it's, a, it's, oh, one, nice. it's one they made that's uh, barrel-aged. It was barrel aged like in a, oh. in a mezcal barrel. It's like 10 percent, so Oof. it's a uh, it's a heavy hitter. It's no joke in any way. But hey, I'll let's, have to, uh, <laughs> to look that up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough to get these days. You know, they, 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 they do. Uh, they're, they're still open actually, but you got you gotta order online, show up. They leave a box out front, and you go pick it up. It's not too bad. But yeah, um,
1: this this. Is, it's, my, my my friends are uh, they well uh, they, they like the brewery we, where we go uh, favorite brewery we we, or, we order online to deliver it over so we get like a twelve we get a two four beer that comes up of craft beer that shows up every like every weekend we get mm-hmm. one like every Friday I'd say yeah so we try to drink that during the week and then we, we buy one case of them from a, a week just to keep them keep the light keep the lights on I guess you know try to help yeah, out.
0: yeah oh absolutely that's the same thing I mean it's like yeah. one one it's nice to have it. Especially in these this time where you just kind of I don't have to drive to work I, know, I can just kind of relax in the evening and I've been here all day for God knows how long at this point oh, yeah. you know but hey listen you gotta do what you gotta do and uh, I, you know we're all all doing our part and trying to stay sane I suppose but um, I I,
1: I, hope, I hope I hope one day I make it to uh, Hartford for the for the for the craft beer because oh, yeah. we went we went to Portland Maine and we went to New Hampshire and Manchester and we had their 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 craft breweries. Like those, so hopefully I can get to Connecticut and try those out too. Maybe maybe next summer or this summer or something. We'll
0: see how it goes. That'd be awesome after
1: this Twilight Zone after the Twilight
0: Zone episode is over. There, hell yeah, I can't I can't wait. So uh, you want you want you want to get into some fun stuff uh, on this show? I had a uh, fun a fun idea a a fun album to listen to. What do you think about listening to the final Roger Vadura's album on the heels? Of love, what do you think about that?
1: I think I think that's a good idea. That's that's like a 1981
0: classic. Like oh, nice.
1: That's like known as known as known as the eight steps of romance, pretty much. That out, <laughs> if I remember it correctly. That's,
0: there. that's right. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, let me just push stop for a second, and uh, then we will uh, get going with "On the Heels of Love" from Roger Vadodurs. All right, I'm putting it on. So one thing is, woo, uh, that's, uh, that's a sultry beginning, isn't it? Caught me off guard, how sexy it is. Um, so I actually, I bought this on tape, and it was an unopened tape. And I, I went to play it, and it didn't work, and it was all warped. It was a bummer. It was still in the wrapping. So then I saw another one that was uh, still in the wrapping, and it was like $3, and I got that. Ooh, there's Roger. And I I put that tape on, and that one didn't work either. So then I saw, I was buying more tapes, yet again saw On the Heels of Love, on tape, unwrapped, for like a dollar or two. Bought it for a third time, thinking three times a charm. It still did not work. There was something about the Roger Verduras On the Heels of Love cassettes that... uh, have uh, they've deteriorated. So, this uh, this one we're listening to here is actually on vinyl. I had to buy it four I bought this album four times. <laughs> so lucky number four. You it on
1: vinyl.
0: Yeah, this is on vinyl. This is what we're listening to here. So, um, let's just uh, talk about the album for a second. This is uh, his last album. It was has Jeff Percaro on drums, Neil Steubenhouse, uh, Roger Vidoris, the vocalist, obviously. Uh, in the credits they actually have a guy called Keith. Zenobia, and uh, he's the hairstylist. He's the first person in a, on, a, on a yacht rock album that uh, I, I, uh, has, a, has a hairstylist. That's pretty impressive. But uh,
1: well, you, need, you need that. You need that. Yeah.
0: Now, this song is called "On the Hills of Love." This whole album, I feel like I'll set the tone for it. It feels like it came out in '81. The Arthur's theme from Christopher Cross was obviously popular at that point in time, and it feels like it has a real influence of that sort of Christopher Cross era uh, on it. Partially, like, so Roger Vidoris' first album is like a folk album, or it's like it's kind of like a songwriter album. It's not folk. Second album is like a party album. Third album is like a rock album, and then this album. This one's like a party album, but it's more like a party of two. It's like when you're gonna be getting romantic. That's uh, that's this this album here, uh, on the heels of love. So like,
1: I say I say I say it's like a sort of like a soundtrack or like an unnamed
0: movie or. something. Yeah, I mean, it, this song here could be like, like, just like Arthur's theme you're like, okay, so Arthur was Dudley Moore, he was rich, and he lived in New York, and he wanted to meet his soulmate with Liza Minnelli, right? But in this version, it's like Roger Verduras is not rich, and he has nothing going for him other than his, you know, his heart and his his, uh, way above average good looks in the city of New York. Hoping he's going to get lucky in love. But yeah, so it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Now, another thing about this album is, like, I can imagine, I can imagine, 1981, Hartford, Connecticut. It's a scene, downtown. You know, maybe you're a guy with a mustache, a businessman with, you know, you've gone out to Great Expectations by the Kmart Plaza and gotten your hair done really nice, like, quaffed up, trimmed your mustache. You're wearing a tan suit. Maybe there's a Whalers game going on, you know, at the Civic Center. You're heading over to uh, Brown and Thompson's Bar to, uh, you know... Oh, it's song's ending. And, you know, you, so you're, you know, you, you're you going into the bar. There's, you know, a lot of 30-something-year-old professionals there, all kind of in the lights of Hartford, Connecticut. And, you know, you belly up to the bar, and, you know, there's a young lady there. And, you, and he's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, oh, fine. And, you know, about you flirting a bit. And she's like, what have you been up to? It's like, oh, you know, I just stopped by... Caldors yesterday and picked up the new Roger Vaduras album. And it's fantastic. And, and like the lady would be like, Oh, I love Roger Vaduras. He's terrific. Be like, you know, my condo out in Farmington, I have a great sound system. Maybe you'd like to come back to the condo and we could listen to the album. You know, like, that's what I imagine uh, happening. In the world of this Roger Vodorus album in Hartford, and, uh, does that make sense to you, Eric?
1: Oh yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I mean, I think the, the Canadian version of Roger Vodorus would be the uh, Tino Vanelli, right? I mm. think it's very. I think I think Tino Vanelli in 1981 was like. I think him and Vadoras would have had like a battle of the of the of the charts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you know, so I'm thinking, I mean how I mean but I mean how hip would you have to be if you'd be driving around Halifax in an eight point Mercury Cougar, you know, just blasting Roger Verduras out of the Alpine stereo right through the sunroof into the Halifax air. I mean, I I can't imagine how hip you would have to be for that.
0: That's so, a that's a hip Halifax night, right there, isn't it? That's, uh, out <laughs> That's a Halifax night for sure. You'd be uh, you'd be cruising to the Labatt's Brewery in Halifax, and
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You'd be going down, getting get a uh, two, two four pack of uh, yeah. Labatt's, putting it in the trunk, and then, then cruising around like Spring Garden Road or something. Maybe meet, a yeah, meeting a bunch of out
0: the sunroof. Yeah, meeting a maybe meeting some attractive, uh, you know lady, or if you're a lady, you know, if you're a professional lady with your pastel suit on and your shoulder pads, maybe you meet a, yeah. you know, a, a Mark Gastineau-ish looking gentleman out on the town. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this album is, like, the perfect thing for that. That's what I think that's where we're getting to, like, like the eight, the eight steps of romance. So, like, you know, you bring someone back to your condo, right? And that first song we listened to, uh, On the Heels of Love, the title track. That's just good to put on, you know, show around the condo. Here's, you know, oh, here's my tennis rackets. I just got restrung at Racket Coop. You know, or here are my skis. I just got tuned up at the Alpine house, and, you know, I'm ready for the ski season and showing off your super, uh, it would either be, like, pastels or, like, sensual browns in this condo, I think, and, like, you know, showing the person around your swanky condo. And then this is the second song.
1: Uh,
0: this song's about math, I think, because it's like when two divide.
1: Yeah, because is, is, is it is it like a, a breakup song that involves reverse math, like? I don't know
0: when two divide. Very, uh... From The square root of five, and I don't know. But this would yeah. be a, this would be a perfect song to make a drink for, right? You'd be you'd be uh, making your you'd be pouring your rianiti on ice, or your armoretto sour, sour, you know, mixing them, oh, up, yeah, them yeah. together, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, that another thing that would be in this in this fantasy we're having here, a lot of cigarettes. It would be like, you go into that, you go into that, that you go into Brown Thompson's, a lot of cigarettes. You know, in Hartford, you're in the Civic Center at the Whalers game. Oh, a lot of cigarettes. You go into your condo with some sassy, you know, uh, lady. And now, now, this, now this album is totally for like. The thirty-somethings, like this, is like the people who, like, we had our fun in the twenties. Now we're more adult, and we don't need, you know, we're we're a little more grown up. We can appreciate, uh, you know, we can appreciate the uh, our adulthood. So, so it, it,
1: it would be like the, the lady from Designing Women, which is a show that I've been studying a lot lately. Yes. So I think I understand the, yes. the women in their thirties I've been watching Designing Women, and I think I understand them now.
0: Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, they would have that look. That would be maybe. the look in. Uh, and definitely in Hartford, probably up in Halifax, at this at this time period for sure. Uh, that's a good call. So then this is the third song, this is, right? This, this is song, this, this song's funky.
1: Good. This is my favorite song on the album.
0: This would oh, be yeah. where like you're like you'd shown this person around your condo, you made a drink, now you're like maybe lighting up another cigarette, and you're you're saying let's check out this sound system let's like turn it up and like you know kind of like listen to how how this thing kind of bumps and like, it comes like oh, man, this sounds and great it does it's kind of something this is yeah this is what is it called this you is she's too cold and it's uh this one actually the lyrics were by the producer Charlie Colello
1: I, I don't I don't think you can you can you can hear this song and be too confident. This is this is this is, this is, this is, this is being confident like personified. In it is
0: song. it is. This is this is like a shot of aduros adrenaline <laughs> to your to your spine.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't want to like uh, uh like but when that saxophone comes in. Whew, it's fire.
0: Yeah, who plays the sax on this song? They
1: bring it in like a like a.
0: Jim Horn. Yeah, they got Tom Scott and Jerry Hay on this album, too. Yeah, Polino Costa's on percussion, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah,
1: Polino Costa, yeah, yeah, he's on the yeah,
0: Good percussion, good horns. So, yeah, you're you're standing there in your condo, kind of bouncing back a little bit, being like, you know, turning it way up so that... Excuse me. So you can you know, show off your stereo system to, the, your, uh, to your new friend, you know. Maybe starting to think about getting... You know, maybe there's a thought of romance starting, to kind of creep into the air. You're enjoying your drink. You're, uh, you're enjoying the the lifestyle of uh, you know 1981. It's, it's the uh, place to be, the swinging time. I think, right? Like,
1: would, would this would this condo be down at the yacht club or on the waterfront or?
0: The ones I'm thinking of are not. They're Hartford's not near the water, so they're more like. They have their country clubs and their, like they have their triangular roofy type things. Tennis court,
1: tennis court, tennis courts, lots of wood
0: paneling, you know, on the outside and, uh, you know, I told a story about my dad was a a public school teacher and like the hip guidance counselor. This is where like the hip guidance counselor would live. And uh, when he's not listening to Julio Iglesias, he'd be, you know, when he wants to get a little more hip and, and young, he puts. Oof, that's a good saxophone. There it is. Puts on the Roger Verduris. You know, they could have called Roger Verduris the Greek freak before uh, the basketball player uh, got that
1: nickname. <laughs> I, I, always, I always think whoever had this cassette, whoever bought this cassette at 10 the record man there Ooh. in Halifax, would have had three cassettes. You would have had Roger Verduris. The soundtrack is for your
0: eyes only and Engelbert Humperdinck's greatest hit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh good trifecta. There was a there was a record store in the, in the Civic Center where the Whalers played, there was a record store called Al Franklin's. And that was the big record store in Hartford. And so you would have gone into Oh yeah. Al Franklin's and gotten the Roger Viduris album, maybe stopped at a steakhouse. You know, and uh Maybe going to Mad Mad Murphy's bar down the street,
1: meet someone special,
0: listen to a Roger Vidal
1: something
0: Yeah, this is like this is just like checking out the stereo, getting into the groove. Hot song about being cold. Oh man! <laughs>
1: like when, when, he, when, when he's showing off his uh, his Wi-Fi or Hi-Fi stereo in their Wi-Fi. Yeah. When he's showing off his Hi-Fi stereo. He's not putting on like a Eddie Eddie Rabbit's like step by step album. He's putting on Rum Roger Federer's. <laughs> That's sure. right. Like,
0: so now it's like maybe I don't know if you're having another cigarette or not, and then you know, with the, with your special friend, you listen to that song, and then here comes this one. You're like, "Ooh, what's this?" And and it's like, is this a romantic song, or is this is kind of I'm not really sure what it is yet? And you can almost kind of be like, "Oh, he's changing the pace here. Oh, that's interesting."
1: It's almost like an interlude or something. Yeah, this song
0: is called... Well, it is, but I'm, there's, a, there's a trick, though. There's a trick about this song. I'm not going to give it away yet, but it's called First Love. It's very gentle. It almost feels like a musical right now. Like It could be... He could be on stage. Like if... Um, if the guy who did Hamilton made a sequel to Hamilton, but instead of being about Hamilton, it was about Viduras, this would be a good song, you know, to, then Mel manuel uh, yeah, you know, he could do... I think I think a Broadway musical about Roger Verdurus would be really popular. <laughs> I mean, it would be a blockbuster. This one is
1: very, I find very Broadway, very operatic. Yes, yes,
0: there's a lot of New York feel, like that whole Arthur thing. But there's a trick about this song. It's a ballad right now, but... There it is. You know what this is? It's a secret power be ballad because the, the chorus kicks love. in and has this big, big guitar sound going. It's like, hmm. It tricks you with that sort of musical theater verse. And then it kind of kicks in a little bit of a, oh, and then it goes back. So yeah, I mean, this is this would be where you you know you just have a conversation about like, oh wow, this this album is deep. This album is like, it's all about lost love, but just the textures and the uh, the feelings that emerge here in
1: 1981 in
0: my swanky condo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is like an opera song, or like not an opera, like a Broadway, there, like yeah. a Broadway power ballad. Broadway <laughs> power, ballad <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> See, I call it the lyrics. Because
0: there's, there's, there's intensity there, like there's an intensity that
1: he he, he didn't have on the first three tracks mm. brings it here.
0: I think when Roger Viduris turns up the intensity, I don't know, I don't know. He doesn't leave a lot of headroom. He goes he goes from one to ten quick. He has he has intense intensity in
1: spades. <clears throat>
0: and this is the end of the first side of the album too. There's only eight songs on this album. So, so this,
1: this this is in, in the end of side one. I, I only have it like on uh I had to stream the album because I couldn't oh, yeah. find it like
0: Here's a little guitar thing then. They like to bring a lot of yacht rockers like to bring that kind of little those little George Harrison licks. They're all so many of those musicians love George Harrison. That little guitar solo had a little itty bit of George Harrison-y kind of sound to it. Amongst all this heavy emotion of Roger Viduris. This is like the this is the intellectuals. This is like the show. You know, it's not just all about, you know, the physical element, it's, it's like, this is the thinking man's and woman's power ballad. Ooh. A beautiful end, a beautiful end to side
1: one.
0: Yeah, whoa. I got. I got to wipe off my glasses; they're steaming up. <laughs> and the album—it's so sad. I don't—I can't play this on tape, but you know, I tried. Uh, there was something about the—I think maybe the, the manufacturers of the cassette may have sabotaged Roger Viduris. They probably were were jealous of him, and uh, they said, "We're gonna." Well, I'm
1: I'm thinking it was like the music is so hot that that there was no. Ooh. It just couldn't just withstand the test of time, like it's just, it's I think the so. material
0: itself. I don't know. Right. So if it's been stuck in, in, in the wrapping for all these years, the steam of the mu- the, the heat of the music caused steam and yeah. it caused everything to degradate That's probably it. it so, was, I,
1: guess, I, I think that's how that works, right?
0: That, that's science. That's the that's the method, I believe, of, of science. That's the 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 vidurus effect. If the, if the tape's if the too hot. a the of
1: subsides, if, yeah, there's got to be something. If the, if if the something. tape's too I mean, hot. I mean, just, 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 the, just, just the album cover itself is like, whoa. Man, it's, it's, he's, 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 he's definitely hitting the steam button.
0: He has like a rug of chest hair. It looks like he, he literally took a pelt and just put it on his chest.
1: Yeah, it seems uh, very... Uh, or too tight. Yeah, uh, uh, the French call it a castor. Uh, very uh, feverish there. Yeah.
0: yeah, very much so. It's, uh, it's he's, he's, a, he's nothing if not a masculine man. All right, side two. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, yeah. On the back of the album, uh, side
1: two, side two brings it way back, more bouncing.
0: Like. Oh yeah, this this is where you're like, you put on this one. You know what happens? You start a little dance party, like maybe the you know the drinks have been kicking in. Get a little get a little boogie going.
1: Yeah, it's way more upbeat. Yeah, it, it, it might be the last upbeat song on the album, but I'm not. Let sure. I me mean, you know. Well,
0: I think there's a purpose to it, you know. Side
1: two, pick
0: it. Side two, kick it. Kick two, two. Yeah. right off the hop. Let her get away. This one got yacht scheme. This is this is an official yacht, right? Oh, did they
1: ask you this one? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I submitted it. <laughs> oh, okay, There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. I
0: like this song. This song should have a video or something. Yeah. Drops in.
1: Like I can see, I can see this one like with Dudley Moore and shelly Shelley Long uh, <laughs> arguing or falling in love on the streets of Hartford. You know. Oh yeah. In that in that movie, I keep replaying it in my head there.
0: Hmm. I could see uh, I could see Richard Gere being the uh, in, playing the Roger vidura story back in the '80s, like with long-haired oh, yeah. Richard it's Gere.
1: Uh, Richard Gere, yeah, yeah, the Roger Fedora story. That'd be amazing. When I let it get away from me When I let it get away from me That's a champ. that's a champ.
0: Yeah, this would be where, you know, maybe you and your new friend you met out at the bar have been listening to the Roger Fedora's, having, you know, a couple of drinks. The cigarettes are in the ashtray, embers glowing. You just kind of dancing in the living room as the, as the uh, sound system kicks.
1: Maybe
0: it's a uh, Friday night. I, I, always, I always picture
1: I picture like wearing the finest threads you can buy at the Eaton's catalog or oh. the beer store at the Halifax yeah. Shopping Center and just cruising down Spring Garden with that album.
0: I think you you have to this wear like be the
1: best to loafers.
0: loafers. You coming have to be, out there, be wearing loafers when, when you. Uh, Shiny loafers, maybe a tan suit, thin tie. Yeah, because they're at the apartment. That's
1: right, they're at the apartment by now. So maybe oh, yeah, be, uh, it would just be the condo, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I hope I hope the walls aren't adjoining with another condo, or else there could be a noise complaint. Cause this song will be bumping. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: love. Nothing wrong with
0: that. Yeah. It could also be three. I guess depending on how how much of a player and, and, you know, the times are. It could be a, a little a, a little more Greek in style, if you know what I mean. But, uh, you know, in uh, you know, Hartford, people are... People all work for insurance companies and stuff, so they're a little more conservative, I suppose, in terms of stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know. Hmm. Thinking of the bright lights of Hartford driving through. So now, yeah, you'd be in that condo kind of... It'd be like a little bit of a dance party and it's kind of fun. You're just really enjoying the evening, enjoying the music, enjoying the Roger Vaduris. So then what happens? Roger Vaduris, he kicks it in and it's like Oh, well, you just been dancing? You've been having fun? Well, guess what we're going to do now. We're gonna... Uh-oh. Slow dance time. Now, suddenly the mood changes. Is it Yacht Rock?
1: No. This is
0: beautiful. But is it, is it, uh... Is it good, rom- is it good romance music?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. I think I think this song, this is the one that should be a standard right now. Oh, yeah. Like, like this should be sung like by like a uh, Rod Stewart or Michael Bublé, whatever. Oh sure. I think this, this this song should be sung sung by like Michael Bublé, or whatever his name is. But this should be sung like right now. This should be a standard.
0: Yeah, it should be a standard. You're right. It's, lyrics and music by Roger Viduris, It's called Another Sad Love Song. It seems I have this problem,
1: every time, every time I, go I go away, away I end, up, I end living up living in some dramatic, dramatic play. play. Oh man, beautiful.
0: You know Eric, doesn't happen, doesn't happen often, <laughs> but only when I'm gone, I end up writing, end up you, writing you another sad man. love song. Oh man Maduras How <laughs> was his last album? I don't
1: understand
0: yeah, I don't know either I mean
1: For every hour,
0: It's one of the great mysteries Of uh, clock, our time I think
1: it feels like and I, can't I think you may have, I, 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 What's that? This
0: this is this is this is
1: what could be explained in that Richard Gere movie. Yeah.
0: It could be the follow-up to Officer and a Gentleman, where like Richard Gere's out in the town and meets Deborah Winger. She's wearing shoulder pads. Deborah Winger, yeah. You know, and they're back at the apartment. It's it's just the the vidurous, uh, one-night stand slash adult romance. But yeah, this this, this is like a slow dance song. It's like, you've been having fun, you've been having some laughs, you've been dancing, you've been talking, you've been smoking cigarettes, some Cools or Marlboros or whatever. And then, uh, whew, this song kicks in. And it's like, there's another another one of those George Harrison-y guitars. I think anything that is not like a a Steve Lukather guitar, I'm always like, oh, that just sounds like George Harrison. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> if it was canadian if it was canadian we'd be smoking like export a green oh. the full flavored kind Ooh, mm. okay. halifax oh,
0: hot, hot hat halifax yeah uh,
1: players or players light 81 <laughs> delicious that- players light there yeah nice i'd like to go up to smoky halifax room.
0: i think if i went to halifax i may not come back though i'd be bunking up i'd be bunking up at your place
1: yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice. It's beautiful in the summertime. Beautiful in the summertime. Yeah, yeah
0: that's when I was there. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's so, very nice. Uh, yeah.
0: So now this is a this is a key song here. This is a key key song because you've just been, you know, a real gentleman. You've been hanging out with this new person. You've been, you know, having a good good evening. Really good evening conversation. Some dancing and it starts to get a little romantic. And now this song comes on. You, you've maybe gone too slow, but this is where you—this is the song where you make your move. This is where it starts getting
1: uh, you know, physical. <laughs> is it Yacht Rock? No,
0: but it's so smoldering. It's called I Can See Him In Her Eyes That's some deep shit right there What I was wondering is Is it that He's looking in her eyes And can see That that she's thinking of This other guy Or is she perfectly in the moment But but The guy, Roger Fedora's character The Richard Gere is looking into her eyes and his own insecurity is coming out and getting and he, he doesn't really I, he doesn't know he doesn't want to get hurt
1: you know? I'm thinking she might be married I think it might be this one might stand
0: is it, that's a hot like, Canadian take there maybe, there maybe
1: like, like in, in, my, in my head I'm, I'm picturing Shelley Long 1981 so I'm thinking Ooh. Shelley Long
0: 1981 is married so I don't know mm. or she's,
1: she's married taken, to, uh, I don't know it's, it's so hard
0: to tell yeah She's married to uh, uh who would be a good person? Not Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould would could be the star of the movie, and Shelley Long would be yeah. there. And Shelley Long is married to uh, uh, uh probably
1: Dudley Moore. I, Dudley, I Moore, think Dudley yeah, Moore. Yeah. Well, he's too likable.
0: Yeah. It has to be some character actor. Oh yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. You're no, right.
0: Some character actor. Some like B-rate Richard Dreyfuss is, is her husband. Oh, God. <laughs> no. oh man. <laughs> and, and lovable fool Elliot Gould is out in the town and meets Shelley Long, and they go back to his apartment. She shouldn't be there, but they, you know, the moment took her away, and now Roger Vadouras, is—you know—once Roger Vadura goes on, there's no stopping it. Yeah, so uh, I can see him in her eyes. Oh, I wish that he would go. I can, I can see, see him in, in her eyes.
1: I, as, I you
0: oh, you as I listen to her lies. So actually, she's lying. In this, but, you know, this song is not really appropriate for making out. But you know what? Uh, after a few drinks, I think, uh, you know, I think it works. Ooh, here's a little vocal. Female vocal. That might be Shelley Long singing.
1: It could be but who who, who, who is that singing anyways like I always want, like I haven't been able to figure that one out she has a
0: weird voice um, let's see there's Myra Matthews Marty McCall and Denise Mainelli. so it could be any one of those but oh you know who's actually on I didn't need to mention this as well this whole album you know who's on backing vocals uh, Steve George Richard Page and Tom Kelly. So not only is it the Page's guy, yeah. Tom Kelly's a big, big time dude as well. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I
1: know, I know, I know Page and uh, Tom Scott. And, uh, Tom, Kelly but, yeah. other, uh, well, Tom Steve, Kelly, but I don't know the other. Uh, well, Steve Kelly, but I don't
0: know. Steve George was the other guy in Pages, and usually when you hear Richard Page singing on backgrounds, Steve George is there as well. They're like a combo deal. So now this is a sad song. This this song gets me. Right in the fields, It's called Outgrowing Me. And why is it sad? Because it's the final recorded tune on any Roger Vaduris album.
1: And in our
0: little scenario here, you know, it's gone from a little fun time dancey dance to a little slow dancy to a little romantic time. And now this comes on. And I think the, the purpose of this album, not unlike, or the, uh, the purpose of this song, not unlike Brian Eno in his ambient music to be in the background, I think this song is meant to be played in the living room when adults take their business into the other room, into the bedroom. So as the romance gets kicked up a notch and goes into the other room, this is a perfect song to be playing outside in the living room, you know? Kind of just background music. It's background to uh, getting down in another room (laughs) where you don't really have to listen to it. It's just kind of part of the din. But if you actually are going to listen to it, of course it's kind of a slow ballad, you know. But, and it's sad because you're thinking, you know, okay, this album... This album has so many facets to it. Roger Vidoris, you know, great songwriter, great singer, and uh, you know, you you wish that he had continued. He always changed styles on every album. What would he have done? Would he have gone a little more in the new wavy rock feel? Would he would he have you know moved to kind of adult contemporary? Would he would he have you know where, where would uh where would he have he have gone? He could've he could have played Ashton Kutcher's dad in a lot of uh, T V shows in the nineties, I think, as well. That would, been, that would have been appropriate.
1: I think I think I think he would have uh, I think he would have went to Adult Contemporary, but like he's been preserved in, 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 in Ember on, on this album, so we'll never know.
0: He's been preserved in Ember and that gives me like so what if they caught made a movie called Jurassic Vidurus where they had some of a mosquito that had bit Roger Vidurus and was trapped in Enver, and then a scientist in a movie with Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern managed to uh, create a clone of Roger Vidurus and open a theme park where you could actually go to that theme park and Go see Roger Vadouris live in concert. Maybe have dinner with Roger Vadouris. It would be like a Westworld uh, slash Jurassic Park, where instead of dinosaurs or you know any number of characters, it would just be thousands and thousands of Roger Viduruses. Uh I think that would be, um, you know, I don't think that's too far away from becoming a re- reality. In this day and I age. think
1: uh, I think when Jeff Goldblum asked that question, <laughs> we were so preoccupied with whether or not we could mm. that we didn't think we sh- we should. Well, when it comes to Roger Verdoris, unlike the the dinosaurs, the answer yeah. is yes. Yes, you clone Roger Verdoris <laughs> every chance you get. He's the answer is yes, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, it is. And Jeff yeah. Goldblum would be perfect in this movie.
0: Yeah, he, you're right. Jeff Goldblum would be great in that movie. Roger Vadoduris is like a Velociraptor of romance. I think that's uh, yeah, that's, yeah. R- Roger Vidurus, uh man, that was fun. Um,
1: maybe, 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 maybe Vidurus is like a a, a star that that, sh- that 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 wasn't meant to to shine too bright. Like it was, it was a beautiful star. We had it when we could see it. Like but it was just too much, like. Not everyone could... Like, I don't know. It's, it seems like it was just... The starter was too far away. We just couldn't just scrap and get a hold of it. Like, I don't know like, where I'm going with that. Maybe I'm just crazy, but... It was too it hot like, to handle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like G- G- Gino, Gino Vanelli was, was on the charts at the same time. And mm-hmm. he, like... He was a big thing. Like... But really, Roger Medoris is where it should have been. But. Yeah.
0: You know, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the um, music executives of the day... Maybe we're a little on the portly, you know, maybe not in great, great shape. And, uh, you know, they would see someone like Roger Viduris and think, well, I can make money off this guy, but I'm the boss. You know, I'm this, like, like you, you watched a lot of those Andy Sedaris movies, like some of the villains, some of the oh, gross yes, yes, villains. Yes, I studied like, them. Like those, those yeah. gross villains of eighties mu- mu- movies that, that they would be like the, uh, you know, they would be like the music executives who are like, Fuck that Roger Viduris, he, th- he thinks he's so gr- good looking. He has such a great voice. He's, you know, he, r- he makes all these albums. I'm going to ruin his career by making defective cassette tapes. So, but, uh, yeah. By the way, I, what's that? I, I think you're right.
1: I think, well, yeah. I think what you're saying is right. Is that the, the parallels between the Andy Fedaris universe and the. Uh, the, the I don't I don't want to use the word flame out but the, uh, the supernova yeah. that happened with the with the Vidoris discography <laughs> It's very very similar like
0: yeah. uh, very very similar you know sure those Andy Sedaris movies uh, by by the way I just want to just so you when you're listening to if you're wondering am I replaying the album from side 1 yes yes I am so <laughs> Just, and just, just clear that up. If you're saying, "Wow, is, is this the same album we just listened to?" It, it, it it's is a hidden track. It, no, it's no hidden track. This is literally starting the album over again. Um, the Andy Sidaris movies, like "Hard Ticket to Hawaii" and Picasso. Is it Picasso Moon or Picasso Trigger? Picasso Trigger, I think it is. Uh, I, I bought I bought that box set. Now, this this if you don't know who Andy Sidaris is, he made action movies in like the '80s, and usually had like a bunch of like uh, playmates in them, and lots of lots of just guns and explosions. Um, I I have an I, like, have an I have What's that? This is fun
1: movies, like just all out fun, fun, fun movies.
0: Yeah, they're they're kind of dumb, but they're fun. Just you know, B movie action yeah. things. I have a uh, yeah, the movie. I have an affinity toward it because I remember when I was 14 and I was uh, I was going to sleep over at my friend's house. I was a freshman. I think we were at Blockbuster Video and uh, and I was going to be bringing the movies over. So, I was there with my dad and we were at Blockbuster and and he's like, "All right, pick out some movies and I'll drop you off at your friend's. You can have your sleepover." And so I was like looking around and I saw oh there's like you know a Jean Claude Van Damme movie oh there's like you know Lethal Weapon blah 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 and then I saw Hard Ticket to Hawaii now in Blockbuster you see the cover of the movie right so you know you see these blonde bombshells uh, with you know with the machine guns and, and you know you know that the movie's kind of like a you know a, 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 a TNA movie right. But it's called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. But when you pick up the, box, the actual the actual videotape, it's a plain it's a plain box, and it just says Hard Ticket to Hawaii on it. So I was like, "Huh? If I was to go buy, if I was to also rent like a Jean Claude Van, Van Damme movie, you know, like uh, I don't know, or Double a Impact, Double Impact, or a Steven Seagal movie, you know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, like yes.
0: something like yes. that. It, it, if I was to get like Double Impact, or you know above the law or um or even just like under a le- siege,
1: under, under siege,
0: siege or lethal weapon and and i and so i'm yeah. like okay so i get three of them i get i get uh you know uh lethal weapon and double impact and hard ticket to hawaii and you can't see the cover of any of them and i go up to my dad i'm like oh here are the ones i want to rent they're just action movies and he looks at him he's like all right, whatever. You know, they all just like like look like generic dumb action movies, but little does he know that one of them is an Andy Sidaris movie where there is a copious amount of nudity in it. So I ended up showing it at my friends. I'm like, "Hey, guess what? I got a dirty movie to watch later on." And they're all like, "Oh crap. no, 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 no." <laughs> so, so that that was like, I was like, "Oh sweet," and so. You know, we we watched the action movies, and then later at night, when my friend's parent went to bed, it was like, oh, let's put on the dirty movie. Let's watch the hard ticket to Hawaii. All right, awesome. So then, um, the next day, um, or yeah, the next day, I get a call from my friend, and he's like, oh, uh, fuck. He's like, my dad, his dad. The next day was like, oh, maybe I'll check out one of these movies. And innocently put in Harutek Ticket the Hawaii himself, and started watching it. And he and he and he called my friend down. He's like, "What is this movie?" Like, what like? And, he, and, and uh, so he, so we ended up we ended up getting in trouble for renting a dirty movie. But the, the 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 plan worked well. The problem was is that I left the movies there for him to return to Blockbuster.
1: So, oh no. That was a that was a secret that was, that was like a secret operation gone awry. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He
1: you know, didn't stick to the plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a hard I've ticket. I've been I've been
1: watching I've been deep diving them all all week since yeah. uh, since this Twilight Zone episode. I think I've watched ten of them. I even watched uh, 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 seven. A movie called Seven that came out in '79.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh right right. One of the right. first Andy Sidaris movies. It's-
1: Early, early one And then, uh, we, then we watched them all And I love them all I, huh. I think they, they get a bit too in, I want to say intense Or dark towards the end But that's okay Yeah, yeah. That's okay once, once, it, once it switches from Donna Spear And becomes more of a uh, vehicle For uh, For uh, Julie, uh, uh the, the brunette there The uh, is it Julie and, Strain uh, or Julie something Strain, like yeah, Once it becomes yeah. a Julie Strain vehicle it, You see the, a bit of a, a turn In the uh, In the Sedaris aesthetic So uh, I don't know <laughs> I still uh, time to them all off, but i two, two more
0: to go, and then uh, I'll be nice. i have
1: all the checklists done, so yeah.
0: I mean, this is the time, I think this is the time to be doing that kind of ridiculous streaming. I, I think I told you I watched all seven Police Academy movies because they're all on Netflix. Yeah. And like, yeah, you, the first one's kind of dumb. Did you watch
1: TV series?
0: I didn't get into it, no, because I, I was Police Academy out by after seven. I was ready to be done. <laughs> <laughs> The first one's kind of dumb anything. too. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the first one, but then two, three, and four are like You know, they're not they're not great, but like they're fun enough. Steve gutenberg's still in them. Uh, you know, they're all kind. Mauser and Mauser and and uh, then yeah, and, and what's did Lewis is the other, or I think it's Lewis. Um, and then and, and Proctor, Proctor Proctor and he's like oh yeah, sure well, yes yeah, sir this this looks great I you you can't notice that your eyebrows got got, art, <laughs> got removed okay art, art
1: art moreno art moreno that plays uh, Mauser. yeah he was in he was in 7 uh not, not 7 oh. he was in uh so yeah he's in he's in 7 and he's the he's he's one of the, the, the one of the villains in uh, the hmm. Uh,
0: I'll have to watch that again. I the have the first, box set, uh, yeah.
1: The first Sedaris movie there, uh, before Hard to Get to Hawaii, mm-hmm. I, he's, he's, the, he's got a beard. Uh, it's Art Marino. He's got a beard, and he's in uh, the, the movie there with the...
0: Uh, oh, my God. I'll have to check uh, that out.
1: Express. Express.
0: Malibu Express. Uh, Malibu Express is the one. Malibu Express. Yeah.
1: He's the villain in Malibu Express. He's got a beard. You can't tell it's him, but, but the voice... I'll send you. I'll send you two pictures, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's him. It's Arborino. He's Mauser. He was in uh, *Marvel Express*, and he had a a role in seven And he was in in Sidaris films, the early ones. Mm -hmm. And he then he switched over to *Police Academy* because you can't have two, you can't be in Marvel movies and in DC movies. You gotta, you gotta pick, gotta pick your roles, right? So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, he did the *Andy Sidaris movies that then led to the *Police Academy*. I think it was only in two or three. Because they had, they sort of had yeah, a I rotating it, bad guy. Um,
1: they, they brought they brought back Harris. Brought yes, back Harris, not today. Lewis
0: Harris. Harris that's yeah. right, Captain Harris. Yeah. And Captain then Harris, yeah. Proctor. Right.
1: The, those. It's, f- is. What's that? Is it uh, Tadeus Harris or something?
0: Because uh,
1: he's he's fantastic. I love Harris. I love Harris. I love I love Mauser. I love Proctor. Yeah, but they're, they're good, the good bad guys.
0: I mean, that move that, that series was always kind of dumb, uh, but. Actually, I was surprised. The first one when Steve Gutenberg left it was uh, Mission to Miami. That was kind of fun. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Uh, the one they did after that was City Under Siege, and that wasn't that great. Uh, actually, surprisingly, they, like it was kind of a dumb movie. It just not all of them are dumb, but like by the end of or number six, which is City Under Siege, it just wasn't that great. But the the end of it actually like the, they had a chase scene and everything and like I think that was the best chase scene of all the Police Academy movies because there's always a stupid chase scene but it, it
1: beats it beat the jet skis
0: yeah I like I like that I like the uh I like the end of City Under Siege that was a good good action one but then they waited four years to do the final one which was Mi- Mission to Moscow and it was like
1: is that 94? It,
0: yeah it was like 93 or 94 or something like that or 90 it, God, yeah it, it was it, not good yeah and that one was just like yeah, and, and, and. they didn't have like many people. Oh. They, they they had lost like most of the characters were not even there, and it was just like they. But then it had um, was weird as it had Christopher Lee in it, and that actress Claire Forlani was in it, and uh, yeah. So it's like you had uh, you know you had some like ringers in there, but the movie is just terrible. That that was the tough one to get. Oh through. wow! And had a whole different feel to it too. It was just like. Ugh. You know, they all were kind of, ugh. I wasn't really that police academy well, happy. It,
1: but it's hard to to bring, to bring an 80s movie into the 90s. Very, true. very hard to do. Right.
0: Like, you see that in, like, the difference between, like, the Roger Moore, James Bonds and then, like, the Tim, Timothy Dalton ones. They get all, like, sort of serious and, like, there's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? And no, uh, I, like even, I, I, I rewatched um, uh Living Daylight the other day and I... I I'm thinking of watching The Legends to Kill But The best part of The Elections to Kill Is Wayne Newton So Oh
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well you know Watch I
1: think, uh, one, 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 one 80s movie Before I forget There's a one 80s movie That I want to watch
0: Since yeah. we
1: are talking About 1981 It is the year Of the Doris Versus Eddie uh, Rabbit uh, uh, chart, chart battle I mean <laughs> I think the best movie In 81 was the uh, Like peak Beatlemania Media. Was when Ringo Starr starred in
0: the movie called Caveman. Oh, oh yeah, I Caveman! Like, I remember that. So, yeah. so I'm thinking that if there's ever if there's ever like a,
1: some 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 homework to to uh, assign, it's the film uh, Caveman mm. starring Ringo Starr and the ever fabulous uh, Shelly Long.
0: And Shelly Long comes back I'm again. I'm gonna
1: find that somewhere.
0: I was uh, I was bored uh, because of this whole uh, being stuck at home, and I was on my phone and for some reason I, I was looking at our local newspaper, the Hartford current and saw that y- you can subscribe uh, to their archives. And like the Hartford current has been like going since like the 1800s or something, but I didn't care about that. But I went and looked at uh newspapers from 1981 and was like going to the kind of back of the newspaper where like the movie ads were. And um, yeah, I saw that there were, there were some pretty cool, advertisements for the you know the movies that were playing in the day like time bandits was one and actually the the local uh, movie critic for the hartford current gave time bandits this horrible review like he just like was like oh it's just boring and it's monty python and there's nothing funny about it and it's not interesting and i was like reading it and i'm like this guy sucks this, this, is, this fucking movie reviewer is a jackass he's a fucking like,
1: Man. yeah it's like
0: me? yeah Time Bandits he gave Time Bandits a bad review it's bullshit just uh
1: just uh, uh just uh Robin Hood in that movie yes it gets a 10 out of
0: 10 and so you're like, he's tied up he's like oh no oh no I must have fruit it's like the problem yeah <laughs>
1: John, John Cleese plays Robin Hood, and Robin Hood's a jerk. I love that. I oh, love yeah. that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Everyone's all like in like rags and and like muddy, and then John Cleese is like yeah. in a pristine green outfit, like <laughs> as Robin. Yeah, he He's didn't like that. He didn't. And he hurt. didn't think that was funny at all. At all.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a, I, my my uh, my all time favorite movie is. Uh, as much
0: of Baron Munchausen. Yeah, yeah, so T- Terry Gilliam. Time yeah. Bandit. yeah,
1: Time Bandit, uh, Munchausen, and uh, Brazil are like those, those, those his, his trilogy of movies he made. So uh, I got, I, I like Time
0: Bandit. You yeah. know that um, so other good. Monty Python movie, uh, Jabberwocky? It, I don't think it's very good.
1: Yeah, I never
0: finished it. I'd so never, I never got this reviewer it. guy was like it's you know Jabberwocky showed a lot of promise and Jabberwocky was a good movie but Time Bandit's not so much and I was like holy crap so you know I was reading through that looking at I, I was having fun looking at ads and seeing ads for like uh stuff I remember like there was this York Steakhouse in in the um the mall near where I live in, in the early 80s and there was a movie theater in the mall and like the mall was a really cool place you know, uh, it probably would not have been cool for the the hero of our story, as we talked about with the, with this whole Viduras thing. But as a young kid in the '80s, the the local mall was pretty cool place. Uh, you know, with with uh, the movie with the movie theater. That's where I saw Time Bandits actually in that movie theater. So, oh wow! Yeah, and, uh, saw it in the theaters. My dad, who uh, was not. Not um, not able to recognize my my little uh, deception with hard ticket to Hawaii he was kind enough to bring me to Time Bandits when I was a kid, which was nice. And uh, he brought me to a couple of movies. He brought me to like Ice Pirates and Yellow Beard. I think he kind of liked he liked the sort of comedy things, even though whether or not they were appropriate for like a you know seven eight year old, but whatever but we're coming to the end of the first side yet again of uh, on the heels of love mm. this album is uh you know it's like it's not the y- yacht well there's a couple yacht you know yachty songs on it maybe uh, two maybe. There's eight songs on it. I think, you, you know, you could probably say half of them. I could say there's four of the eight have a certain yacht quality. Then, there, then the other four are just not, not yacht rock at all. But um, it's a listenable album. Though. It's, uh, you know, Roger Verduras, uh, he, he he made an album that is enjoyable from front to back with different styles, different sounds to it. And uh, you know he deserves a lot of credit for that, I think. And uh,
1: I give I give it uh, a as a as a yacht rock album. um, I give side A uh, or like first uh, Mm -hmm. side A, I give it like ten on ten. Yeah. Side two, it seems to be leaning more on the adult contemporary, so I'll give it more of like a seven out of ten or six out of ten. You're
0: right, but also Uh, side two has the best song on the album. Side two has "Let Her Get Away," so
1: no which is which
0: is which is what brings it up in that 7 out of 10 yeah otherwise it would be like a 2 out of 10 you know with all those bad ballads yeah. but uh you know they're good they're yeah, good so for guess, get, they're... getting romantic and everything but you know so um let's uh oh, oh shit stupid stupid vinyl i wish it was a cassette um let's play uh let's play letter get away we we'll listen to that and then maybe call it an episode uh
1: yeah, no, it's been fun being on the show
0: once again. Uh, yeah, uh, I really appreciate time. it. Uh,
1: where, where else can I talk about uh, caveman and uh, uh, 1981 Ford Mercury Cougar and people actually
0: listen to me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think our our listeners, I'm sure, uh, you, you know, there, not many of them maybe know Hartford, but probably not many of them really know, you know know that much about Halifax either. So I think that perspective of, uh, you know. Uh, how would something, how would a Roger Viduris album play in the city of Hartford? How would a Roger Viduris album go over in a swinging city like Halifax in the early 80s? You know, that's, uh, that's, that's something that people think about,
1: I think, in, in life. The science hasn't caught up. That, that Dev Goldblum science hasn't caught up yet.
0: That's the line. <laughs> Our Viduris Park, yeah, that would be. Maybe when, you know, when this pandemic thing is solved and like, you know, we as a world um, kind of realize that we're all in this a little more together than we knew before this. And, you know, if, if, you know, we like not not a bullshit victory, like, OK, just go back to work. But like, you know, a real like, yeah, we got through this thing and you sure there were some dipshits. However, you know, we got through it. We did a good job, and let's make it something better out of our society. I think you know one of the one of the things on that list. Maybe not in the top five, but somewhere in the top somewhere. You know, maybe it should be. Let's uh, let's try to let's try to bring uh, Roger Vidura's back. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world.
1: He can't be too far away. He can't be too far away. No, honestly. No. But you like got you got you like like the yard goats are pushing the Vidoras, you know. So it's gonna it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. It, it should be more like it should be more famous than it is.
0: I wonder if someday the the yard goats would have a Roger Vaduras night. I think uh, if that day comes at some point in my life, I'll know uh, I'll know we're back on the right track.
1: Well, I, I think in, in some ways, like everyone knows, everyone knows Richard Gere, but not not everybody knows the great work of Timothy Hutton. So maybe, maybe, maybe Roger Vadoris is the Timothy Hutton of music.
0: Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Timothy a, Hutton, a,
1: a lesser known but fantastic uh, talent, you
0: know. Timothy Hutton shows good vul- vulnerability. So, like, if he was with some some woman who he had feelings for, you know. Had trouble controlling those feelings, like Shelley Long, and uh, but knew that she was, you know, in another relationship, and it was, uh, you know, a difficult situation. Timothy Hutton could pull that off. He would be, uh, he would be the right age, I think. He'd be the right age. I'm not sure if he'd be too young in 1981, but. Uh,
1: oh, he yeah, he, he would've been perfect in that movie.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's weird how we go b- between. Uh, sort of, you know, 1980s drama, like that would be like, you know, a serious drama Uh, and then talking about the Andy Sidaris and the Police Academy movies that's uh, they're not exactly in the same ballpark, I suppose. (laughs) They're kind of different worlds, I I guess. Oh. So you want to listen... you want to uh you want to call an episode or listen to one more roger Vadura song uh I think I think um, I think we covered everything I mean I
1: don't wanna I think we I think I think we ended on a high note That's all right. pretty much why. before
0: before well, we I'm get sticking. into the ballads and uh let everyone get all you know steamed up out there'll I'll stop the album and
1: uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good isn't it
1: it's, just, it's, its its i i always think that this movie, this movie, this album mm. is—is—I don't want like it is the eight steps of romance. Is it a soundtrack to an unmade Dudley Moore movie? Who knows? But I mean, it's
0: or Timothy Hutton or Richard Gere. You know,
1: Timothy Hutton, Richard Gere, Shelley Long. I mean, it's <laughs> on the streets of Hartford slash Halifax. Who knows?
0: Who like, knows? You know, yeah.
1: Jeff Goldblum appears like it's it's such a it's a great 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 album i think people should listen to it Uh, side a i love side b i enjoy so you know it's good it's a
0: good album if you want to get romantic side b may be the place to go if you want to just kind of like have some good music on as maybe you're showing someone around your, your your fancy condo side one is probably the right side to do it uh I think that's a, that's a that, that, fair review. That
1: saxophone solo, that saxophone solo is dynamite. I love that saxophone solo.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um well, I'm done with my beer. My uh 10% Hog River beer from Hartford. And um yeah, if you made it this far in this episode, thank you. Uh thank you, Eric, for calling in yet again, uh and listening to a Roger Vadura's album. Uh, we listened to it one time through, then the first side, and then we listened to the first song on the second side. So we almost listened to it twice, but, uh, we didn't want to go overboard, you know, that would be, that that, that might, that might be excessive. Um, yeah. And listen, uh, you know, I just want to say before we sign off that, uh, uh, you know, I hope you still enjoy these podcasts that we're doing. I think at some point we'll we'll get uh you know DJ Eric and DJ Cass on. We'll have them call in. They've been they've been busy and it's been tough. Um, but I've still been in contact. We 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 text all the time and uh, we'll, we'll we'll bring them back and do another yacht goat episode. Uh, all all three of us sooner than later I think. And also just want to point out that it's great to see. That the Beyond Yacht Rock guys are doing stuff again. Uh, they're on that Discord app uh, every so far every night at uh, seven Pacific time, ten o'clock uh, East Coast time. JD Risnar's doing an hour set, DJ set, and it's great. And then the other guys, you know, Hunter and Steve and Dave, all show up and and uh, you know chat on text and uh, or on the message thing, and it's just a lot of fun especially you know with everyone being stuck at home it's great to see after beyond yacht rock took a little break that they they came back and uh you know we re- I really appreciate Steve coming on the show last week and uh Hollywood Steve and um yeah I just wanted to end the show by saying how how much I'm enjoying that how much I still enjoy yacht rock and the yacht rock community and I want to thank you uh the listener for listening and hope you have a good evening. Have a good week ahead of you. And until we talk again, I hope you take care and stay healthy and stay safe. And uh, you know, just ride this thing out, maybe check out some bad movies. It's not the worst thing in the world. Listen to some Roger Viduras if you're feeling down. Get a little romantic. Maybe uh you know. He has a lot of al- he has four albums. They're all worth listening to. Put on some Roger Vidoris, and you know what? I guarantee you're gonna feel better. And on that note, Eric, thanks, Bud. I really appreciate you calling in. Hey, it was fun. It was
1: fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, was, it was my pleasure. The, the the smooth must flow to to to, to quote uh, Paul Trades. I might have it wrong. I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's about right. No, yeah, yeah. I've been doing some uh, some live broadcasts as well on on Instagram, and I have a little Paul Trades and Baron Harkonnen doll. I usually make them dance to the yacht rock tapes. We've been doing some back and forth with DJ Reno Soul John, who who's been on this show as well. So you know it's he's great. He's great. He's great. And there's a lot of you know this is not necessarily an easy time for people, but you know if you're into yacht rock, if you're if you're part of this community, I think we're all we're all banding together. And really, it's a it's a good time. It's a bad time for a lot of things, but it's a good time for yacht rock. And on that note, take care, everybody.